Riley, I want to talk to you about a compulsion that I think we both share. Mm-hmm. All right. And I guess a compulsion we both share is a little bit, um, a little bit unfair because in, in this case, I was actually the person who stymied this compulsion amongst my friends. So. I talked to you before about how we do the movie jar and all that yes. stuff. It's featured in this yes. podcast a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago. The movie jar, the guys, for those of you just, who were just tuning in, this is the first episode. Welcome. First episode, welcome. welcome. The movie jar is the thing where Dennis and his friends, uh, they get together, they put the names of movies into a jar. One is picked out at random, and then they are all forced to watch that Clockwork Orange star with, um, you know, no excuses, no compromise, nothing. Yep, yep, yep. They were, and we'll rank them afterwards, right? Oh, so there's, so there's a competitive element to it as well. <laughs> well, it's all, oh, there's a little bit of that too, yeah. And then when the jar is empty, that is the end of the season. We wipe yeah. the rankings and we go again. So there's no carryover chance? There's no like, is there seedings for the next season at least? Uh, the definition of what an A is might change. So an A, like we had in the past with Bubba Bub or whatever. That, mm-hmm. that, that context comes in. And there is a special tier, Riley. Mm. There's a special tier for So Bad It's Good films. Oh, yes. Okay. Yep. Which we have renamed the Constantine because the first film to end, as an entry into that was Constantine, which is great. The Constantine uh, is a very good name for it as well. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And then the, the rule is everyone votes. Everyone's votes are equal. We, 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 we um, weight them properly. And the only way to get an S tier is it has to be ubiquitous. Oh, right. So if, even if there's one, even if there is Dennis one A, a it's an A. Yeah. Even if there is a minority report. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, definitely an SD film there. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Interesting system. Not uh, the, the the idea of watching films I don't want to watch is not appealing to me. But the idea of ranking them and there being a competitive element to it later on that I don't mind. You're looking up like you're like putting in Green Mile. You're putting in Shawshank Redemption three separate times. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're watching um, The Godfather again. All right. Cool. Um, so we we were like, oh, I can't remember who suggested it. It might have even been me. But we were like, oh. We should do a podcast every week where we talk about the movies we watched that week. Mm. And I was like, stop. It will ruin it forever. Yes, 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 yes. The, yes, compel- yes. the compulsion to turn it into content is something oh, that I am all too familiar with. And I knew yep. Nikki suggested I talk to you about this in the podcast. And I was like, Riley will understand. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So this, so my, my journey into content creation uh, was, I mean, it took a, big step in a certain direction because of you right so when the pandemic hit Mm. i mean before the pandemic hit you had been really at me to stream right you're like you're leaving men in the table you should stream you should love it because you know a a minorly popular figure in the world of magic the gathering you said you've already got a following just start streaming people watch you're gonna love it and i'm like no no no, i'm too busy i've got so much on i don't want to do it which i think at the time, was very fair because I was traveling constantly yep. to live yep. shows and doing stuff. But then the pandemic hit, and I didn't have an excuse. Something anymore. happened where you stopped having to travel to all those live shows. All the time so I was like, and "All right, I'll leave I'll, the damn house. I'll give streaming a go." And look, a lot of positive things came out of streaming. I met people from around the world, built a little community that you know of people that I really enjoy hanging out with, made friends. Like I'm going to Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. I'm going to meet up with a bunch of these people for the first time in real life. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, dude. That the, the mindset, the grind set you get into with content creation, it, it's it's bad for you, man. I've stepped away we from streaming, a, and I, I don't intend to ever go back. We have a little bit of it with this podcast. There are certain things that I'll want to talk to you about, and I'll, like, oh, I'll just do it on the podcast. And that's I not think, even that bad. No, I was going to say, I don't think that. I think that's okay. And one of, the, one of the reasons this podcast exists is a vehicle to make sure that you and I stay in touch, right? Because now yes. we live in 
different opposite. Like when we lived in the UK and in Ireland, respectively, it was easy for us to keep in touch. Like if we were both up late, we could just, you know, get together and play a game online or chat or whatever. But now mm-hmm. it's like we only have very – we have like two, three to four hour windows a day where we can hang out. And like often you're working or I'm working, so we don't have that. Or sleeping is more accurately <laughs> We don't real have killer. That uh, leisure time crossover. So – this this content, I don't know. And the other thing about this content is I don't feel like it's a grind because I don't really mind what comes out of it other than just hanging out with you. Like we have obviously a, a horde of patrons supporting the show and we're very, very grateful for them. Uh, Patreon.com slash Half House History. Um, uh, if you want to support the show, or if you want to support another show, better show. Um, but Patreon.com slash Have a Listen to This, please. Thank you very much. Patreon, shout out. I'm Spartacus. Great name. New patron this week, Richard, this morning. We already shouted them out in the Patreon exclusive portion of the podcast. I'm doing it in the mainline podcast. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. You do edit the podcast. Please don't stop me. (laughs) Very much can't stop you. I'll probably forget. Um, But I don't look at like the numbers for this and I don't, I'm not counting the pennies that are coming in from it. It's, It's just a bit of fun what I'm doing with a friend. And I was told when I started a band, actually, by a very successful Australian singer-songwriter who told me, she told me, um, you're never going to make it as a rock star unless you stop wanting to be one, right? Mm. And I was like, no, I know better than you, multiple uh, multiple ARIA award-winning singer-songwriter. I know better than you do. I'm going to try, I'm going to bust a gut to make, a, uh, to, to make myself a rock star. And I'm not a rock star and that's because I cared too much. Like, this sounds really cliche, but, like, you've got to make content because it's content that you enjoy making and it, you've got to make content that you d- honestly don't care if no one consumes. If if you have zero views at the end of the day, you still have to be – you still have to feel good about what you made. And that is that is the that is the key to sustainable and successful content creation. But it's not just that. It will also – like, there are different versions of the, like, oh, I'll talk to you about it on the podcast. Mm. I'm sure there are plenty of video games that you stream that you would have rather just played in your own time. Well, that's one of the liberating things about not streaming is that like I no longer think because there there are games like when I play like Subnautica, for example, like should I stream this? Should I? Mm. I guess I should. Like it's just any time I played a video then, game, but then I wasn't even streaming, if you don't, then you feel like you're kind of leaving it on the table a little bit, right? That's exactly it. That's what I was going to say. Every time I every time I played a video game that I wasn't streaming, I was like, I'm I'm wasting time. I'm wasting money. But then I'd stream and no one would watch because I wasn't playing Magic, and it was just it, that was demoralizing. But I was like, no, okay, I need to stick out and need to do this, and it was just it is it whole, is like a monkey it is like a monkey paw deal at times. Yeah. It ruins your enjoyment for the game, whether you stream it or not. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Content creation is not something that ever. Not, it's not something I recommend you get into. It, it is not something that every, everyone is cut to do. I'm not. I'm certainly not. Like I was. I'm not cut out for streaming. There are some people who can get on stream ten hours a day, no worries. You know, they, they don't feel they don't get caught up in the grind. They, they've got a, a, mm-hmm. a good mental game with it. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. And I'm trying to get away from that idea of like, oh, this could be content. You know, I won't have this fun conversation with a friend. I'll wait and try to turn it into content. You know what I mean? Like you and I have had plenty of conversations for content. We've played plenty of video games for content. We've played plenty of video games on stream, mm. right? Mm. I, if I try to think about the most fun I've ever had playing a video game with you, I bet you and I think of the same time. Trying to jam the warthog into that. Uh, trying to that jam that warthog into a corridor at 2 a.m. for nobody except for yeah, each other. Except for each other, yeah. And, and We'll get it in there. I, we'll get it in there. But we did get it in there, man. We got it we all did. the way to the locked door that gets unlocked later when you go all the way around to the other end of the halo ring just to unlock that thing of the installation. Anyway, um, the I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate this, and I'm not going to do a very good job of it. The, I mean, the this is another reason not to go into professional content creation if you can't articulate your points. Yeah, if you're just bad at bad at talking like I am. 
Um, I'm trying to think of how to how to put this. Like the 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 mindset that you get into this, the headspace you occupy when you're a content creator is that you you look at everything through a lens of like exploiting it for money, mm-hmm. right? You're squeezing and, you're squeezing moments of your life for money, and and that the way that you put it there is what is was what is making me trying to articulate this. You were like, we, you know, basically what Dennis and I did was in this, in the, in the beach level, Dennis and I drove a warthog into a building that you weren't, clearly weren't supposed to do. We used grenades to like get it up onto a ledge that you're not supposed to get it up to and then drove it through corridors filled with the covenant, right? Like on its side yeah. against yeah, the wall yeah. at a 45 degree angle. Two wheels most the level, yeah. And as, as Dennis said, we did it for no one but ourselves. And the content creator in me is like, well, what's the point? Why would you do that? Stream it. Like what? What are you doing? That was what, me you, slapping doing, good fun. Yeah, you're just doing. You're just doing something for the two of you. I mean, you've got no audience. You're not getting any subs. You're not getting any likes or subscribes. Like the you know what the real demoralizing killer part of it is. Yeah, it is almost always for such a laughably small amount of money as well. Yeah, I mean that was the other thing. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to turn my nose up at the, the the generous community contributions that everyone made when I was streaming. Like it, you know, it made me like a thousand dollars a month. US, right? Which is a considerable right. amount of money when you consider that all of it came from my viewers and half of it was taken away by Twitch. But that's not yeah. a livable wage. That's not even not close a, to a livable wage. Not only is it not a livable wage, we're talking about individual moments. Hmm. Me and you streaming Halo for three hours. First of all, it would have been less funded because it would have been less free, less yep. more tightly wound, right? Mm-hmm. But even if that wasn't the case, you're talking, I mean, if for, for any given three hour stream, if you got what? four or five new subs you'd be like all right yeah yeah good yeah. 10 10 yeah. you'd be like hey hey hello there we go 10 an hour nice let's go but 10 an hour that's 25 dollars an hour i could i could make more a call center yeah you know and I, then i don't have to worry about putting on a lot of performance there i can literally just read off a script you know yeah that's true it, and it's you're 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 mortgaging what are actual like joyous valuable moments of your life mm. for it's it, it's not a tall it's not a high enough order to sell out for is the thing no. there's a well, number look, okay look and, if you're mr and, beast there's a number like for some people it is like some people and and i did for months and months and months for a long time yeah, when i was streaming i i didn't care about the money i enjoyed just providing moments and having fun with my chat but then i fell into this mindset of like no this is a job and i need to treat it like a job mm-hmm. and it ruined it it ruined it some we people have a, the some people are cut out for it i'm not some people are able to fuse those things. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. We had a similar thing happen again where um, we did those Steve adventures I've talked about here where Steve would pick a random activity once a month and bring us to it. Yeah, just call uh, small little casual things like baking bread or going to Iceland. Yeah, yeah. Going to Iceland, yeah. They weren't all equally equal in scope. And this year we adopted a much more relaxed approach. Okay. Where we're rotating and once a month each person gets to pick um, where we go for dinner. Yeah, that's a lot. Much more, <laughs> that's, much that's more much normal. Chilled out. <laughs> As, you know, so everyone gets their birthday month, and then whatever month is six months removed from their birthday month. Because there know? are six of you. Yes, that's that's a, well. Hmm. So what 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 if two of you were born in the same month? We've had to do some massaging. Like Jeff and I are both born. No, sorry, uh, Oshin and Jeff are both born in the same month, so they had to move. But Jeff had to take July, and I should take August or whatever. Okay. All right. Yeah. We had to hedge it. We had to ship. But you've got no, you've no got. Things got you got June locked down. I, I got June December. June well no, shouldn't you have got June January? Or is January taken by someone else? January's taken by July. What? 
June? Think about no. it. No. If person A, B, C, D, E, and F, right? Oh, wait. No, 6, 12. Yeah, no, I was getting confused. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. It wouldn't wrap, okay. It feels like it should wrap around to January, but it doesn't. It should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got, obviously, June lockdown because, as as I know, as your very close friend, you were born on the 28th of June. What's my birthday? I want to say April 24th. <laughs> Idiot. Go on. I have no idea off the top of my head. How do you not? We this was a whole thing last year. How are you not practicing training yourself for this? Like, it's because it's you don't. Like, it's, it's you don't fear embarrassment when the year comes no, out. I would be I, mortified if I forgot your birthday. No, I have. I haven't said it in my calendar. Oh, that's cheating. Why is that cheating? Is using a tool? Is using a spear to catch a fish cheating? Yes. What do you mean? Yes, yes. Is, what are you talking about? Yes, it is. Well, it's you were using that example, that largely irrelevant example, to support your argument. So I'm going to make a lot. I'm going to make a nonsensical response to support mine. I was trying to be like, this is what separates us from animals using tools. You know? Yeah. That didn't fly for you. And, and you think, and you think the calendar is a tool, Dennis? You know what? I actually don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm coming out here. I'm calling that calendar is a tool. So you, it sounds like you don't know very much about calendars. Dennis, you should check out the popular history podcast, Half-Assed History, halfassedhistory.net, episode 236, The History mm. of the Gregorian Calendar. It's actually, it's actually very, very interesting. There, there's a lot, there are a lot of very interesting calendar facts in, involved in that, um, in that episode. Like, for example, um, a, a bunch of days in, I think it was 1582, just didn't exist when they updated the calendar. I didn't know the, that. Yeah, just the Gregorian. Them, yeah. They just skipped it. They just skipped like 10 days. Like, yep. So... You know, if you were born on like, I think it was like the 10th of October, for example, just no birthday for you that year. Sorry about that. Um, and right, is, your, uh, right, is your birthday the 16th of May? Yeah, well, you've checked the calendar, haven't you? No, I, I didn't actually have a set in my calendar. I went back through my Facebook messages with Megan <laughs> to find out the time I bought your chicken in 2020. <laughs> the only way to tell. Oh, the only way goodness. to tell. The only way to tell. Um, 16th of May. 16th look, of I, think May. You've, I think you've made a... Uh, I think you've made a good choice in not contentizing your movie night thing for, for multiple reasons. A six-person podcast sounds like an absolute nightmare. Oh, the, the, the movie night's only four. It's actually would be too bad. But then we were talking about like having an Instagram account to review the um, yeah. the restaurants we go to. And again, I was like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. No, because then, then you're going with that. And it becomes a focus. It becomes a priority, even if you don't mean it to. It's like, oh, hang on, hang on. We need to get the Instagram photo before like you just sit there and just talk shit with your friends. And Oh, dude, you should have said easy. You have the same birthday as Tucker Carlson. No problem. Oh, man. You know, I, I, really, I really don't like that, okay? Because <laughs> no, do, you know do, do you know what it's always been throughout my entire life? 16th of May celebrity birthday, Pierce Brosnan. Nothing wrong with that, right? That's fine, yeah. You know, probably the, he's in the top 10 James Bond James actors, Bond's. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Top, yeah. Top, maybe I, even I top seven. Um, yeah. Largely speaking, look, I haven't checked the... I, I, let me let me before I, before I commit to this, let's just go. We have cancelled his Pierce Brosnan. Is that what's happening? Pierce Brosnan. Slander our controversy. We're going to go down to controversies and personal life before we see. Um, but yeah, Pierce Brosnan, fi- a fine person to. Oh, hang on, Dennis. Charity and activism. Oh, here we go. That's, That's good. a section you want in your Wikipedia. Let's go. Yeah, very good. Yeah, like that. International Fund for Animal Wealth Welfare, Natural Resource Defense Council. Sea Shepherd Conservation Society's Board of Advisor in 2004, named Best Dressed Environmentalist. Love that. Love that. Mm. Um, no, he's, look, 
uh, I'm, I'm happy to jump on board the the Brosnan train here. Oh, oh, oh no! Sorry. Oh no! I, I went. No, no, no! I went down. No, no, I went down. <clears throat> a quote from Brosnan: "It always helps to have a bit of prayer in your back pocket." And then I see the word Christian Brothers Education. I'm like, oh dear, right? But then you read if you stop speed reading and scanning it, it goes to Brosnan has expressed contempt for his Christian Brothers Education. Um. Uh, at the end of the day, you have to have something for me that is God, Jesus, my Catholic, my faith. God has been good to me. Uh, my faith has been good to me in the moments of deeper, deeper, deeper suffering. The Christian brothers might not get the greatest learning of literature from them, but I got a strapping amount of faith. Uh, okay. So I went, uh, it, that was a bit of a roller coaster. I was like, oh, he, great. He, he was raised religious and now hates it like me. Oh, no, he's doubled down. Okay. Never mind. He, but it's, he attends mass, but also adheres to other spiritual beliefs, either the teachings of Buddhist philosophy, etc. His own private faith. Yeah. I don't appreciate it, but it's faith that is comfort to me when the night is long. I like look, that. Look, Very- we can look past it. He's a great actor. He's obviously a great environmentalist. He's got he's got generally rock solid values here. Happy to share a birthday with him, Tucker Carlson. I don't have to split many hairs to get to a point. I don't have to look. I don't have to look through his Wikipedia page in in minute detail to find objectionable things about that awful man. Yeah, not, not great, but that's easy to remember. Yeah. I'll just yeah. tweet you a photo of Tucker Carlson every birthday, and that's how you'll know that I'm thinking I'd, of you. I will love that, Dennis. I can't, I can't wait. Riley, I thought of you today. Uh, unprompted, I thought of you today in the shop. <laughs> well, so, so nice to know that I'm in your thoughts, Dennis. Can you, can you, can you make a guess as to why? Um, okay. Where, which shop were you in? I was in a Marks and Spencer. Marks and Spencer in this economy? I know. Um, no, I don't know. Marks and Spencer sells like super, it's a supermarket, but it also sells like clothes and stuff. Did you go past like I, the, the the Frank's hot sauce and think about that? You're, you're close. You're getting close. It is food. Did you I, see Vegemity in the supermarket? Vegemity. Oh, no. I hate that. I've never heard that before. That's awful. No, you didn't see it. it was, Sounds it was like a, a national park. Yeah. Vegemity <laughs> National Park. Love it. It's all brown sticky. Oh, was oh it, was my it, God. No. Was it because they served Jar of Vegemite? No. No, I bought some lemonade. Oh, like proper American lemonade? Yeah, just oh, and I was like, this man. is well, Riley, it was Mark Spencer, so it was fine British lemonade. Oh. But um lemonade I wasn't actually thinking of you. I don't know why. You you just seem like a big lemonade guy. I, I love lemonade. I hop one time and you were like, Can I get the largest glass of lemonade you'll buy? I, I love lemonade. Do you know why I love lemonade? You can't get it here. You can't yeah. get it in Australia. Because what well, if well, you lemons go, are illegal, right? Lemons are highly illegal in Australia. If you go to a, a, a bar or cafe, or you ask for lemonade, you get Sprite, right? That's what lemonade is. It's cl- it's it's the perfectly clear fizzy. Oh, it is a it is a lemon and lime soda. It's and it's sweet. It's fine. Like I don't mind it, right? It's fine. That's not lemonade but, though. But lemonade, like lemonade in the in the United States, is um, flat. It's not carbonated, and it's just like lemon juice and sugar and water, and it's so good and it's so refreshing, right? And you just, you can't really get it here. It's not a beverage that they have like, like if you go to a pub and you're like, they'll have Coke, Diet Coke, yeah. Fanta, Sprite, whatever, right? But you just, you can't get lemonade, what we, what, what Americans call lemonade. And yeah, so whenever I go to the States, I just, I'd suck it down like there's no tomorrow because I love it. Do you just start a lemonade stand, a lemonade shop, and here we go, vlog about it, right? Yeah. Oh, dude, juices I could, flowing. I could make like an Instagram for it, like a funny TikTok thing about funny lemonade yeah. stories and stuff. Man, I'd make, I'd make, I, I would make tens of cents. Can't put a price that. on that. Can't put a price on that. Um, for those of you thinking about going into content creation, make sure that you have the mental fortitude for it. Um, and the best advice I can give you is the same advice that I was given by that singer-songwriter. 
just don't care about it too much. Just mm-hmm. one of the reasons my history podcast, HalfHouseHistory.net, wildly successful, one of the most successful podcasts in Australia, 96th, they didn't do the rankings last year. They didn't, I was ranked 96th in, in Australia in 2021. They didn't do 2022 rankings? Either that or I wasn't in them. But that doesn't make any sense because the podcast who is growing. Who did the rankings? I can't even remember now. I'd have to go back and find the tweet. I can't remember. Oh, I'm spewing. Anyway, um, that has just grown over the years very naturally because I've done it week in, week out without caring who's listened to it. And I know it sounds really cliche and I know it sounds really awful and there are a bunch of content creators that be out there oh, just grind, follow your dreams, that worked for them, whatever. But like the, the only advice I can really give is just do something that you – and I know it sounds really cliche, but just do something that you enjoy doing and that you don't mind doing in perpetuity in the same way that Dennis and I jammed that warthog into the installation for no one but ourselves – that's yeah, the attitude that you task, need. To, yeah. That's the attitude you need to take to the content creation is that you are doing this just for you. And if someone else watches or or clicks, that's just a nice bonus. That's honestly the so, best I can do. I was trying to find your ranking, and I found Podacy, mm. which will, which based on the rankings of the users, have ranked your top episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is the top one? Again? I, I would, I, I, well, you, yours is probably more? just. No, yours is your your is probably just the most popular one, right? Hundred Years War. No, the a, top number one episode is apparently the Moonster Rebellion. That's really weird. That's not even. A, I mean, it's a fine episode. Certainly not the best. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. And I don't then think. Joseph Bologna, Virtuistic Swordsman. Mm, and again, an interesting episode, but I wouldn't. Ignaz Semmelweis. Oh man, that's such a sad episode. That's the guy who figured out that you should wash your hands before dealing with patients in a hospital. Did everyone, he figure it out, or did the patients' families figure it out? No, no, he was like he he was one of the pioneers of germ theory of disease, and no one believed him. Do you know, like doctors back in the day, they considered it an insult when they were told to wash their hands before operating yeah, on patients, that, yeah. right? Because they were like, "Why would you? What do you think I'm doing? Do you think I'm doing dirty hands?" They thought this was an insult on their honor, a blight on their honor, right? And Ignaz Semmelweis went around trying to tell everyone. He ran a hospital where just a bunch of people didn't die, right? The fatality rate of the hospitals he oversaw was so much lower than everywhere else because he actually practiced like decent hygiene. Um, and he was ridiculed and ran out of town and he was treated awfully like it. And he ended up going insane and dying uh, in a, in an, in an asylum because no one listened to him. And he was right. It's such a sad story. It's such a sad story. He deserves so much more than he, than what he got, man. You've ever heard of the surgery that Dr. Liston performed and it's very famous for having a triple fatality. Uh, now I've done some research into this. I hate to tell you this. It's not actually confirmed, but yeah. Yes, he he the 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 factoid whether it's true or not I don't know but I've done it I done I did a bit I hate I hate well. thing I I almost prefer an urban myth to like that half yeah. unverifiable maybe true possibly yeah. exaggerated level but the story yeah. the story for Robert Liston goes that he was he was a surgeon who was so quick right and this is before anesthesia. Yeah. So speed really was a very, very yeah, important It's a big attribute. factor, yeah. When you're rolling a character that you want to be a surgeon, you are picking speed as a main stat, right? Not not stamina. Anyway, not medicine. <laughs> oh, behind speed, you'd put it behind speed because yeah. people needed stuff done quick, right? And Liston said he could do he did he do it faster than anyone else. Fast fingers in the West, right? Um, the story goes that one time he bungled a surgery so badly, right? that he not only killed the patient on the table, but also two of the nursing staff, nurse, two of the nurses, the, the, the people that were helping him in the, in the surgery because, because he, uh, he nicked one of their arteries and she bled out and then gave the other one an infection, I think. Yeah. 
So I think one of them actually died of shock, but it, it doesn't seem. It, 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 even when you read it, it's like this doesn't seem like. Yeah, it but I'm, look, I'm sure he killed mean, plenty of people on the table. This guy did not. This guy was going for quantity, not quality, right? But yeah, I don't know that he ever killed any of his. You know. Yeah, the, K- the KDA is in the consideration. Yeah, three thousand percent fatality rate for a for a, a, a for a, a, an operation. Riley, before we move on to what I assume is your topic, no, um, no, go because I got I got nothing this week. So you, you, just, keep, you just keep going. <laughs> okay. So they were testing um, an AI camouflage system the okay. other day. Have you heard about this? So what, trying to hide a computer out in a desert? What are you talking about? It was sorry. It was more they were testing camouflage against an AI detection system. So they'd have a camera. Oh, they weren't gluing sand to a PC and then putting it out in the middle of the desert to see if anyone could no, spot it. A PC was trying to spot people out in the desert. <laughs> they didn't. Put, they didn't put a computer in a, in a ghillie suit and put it out in the bush. All right, go on. Um. So. Riley, I'm going to read you an excerpt here. All right. Um, oh, I love this so much. Sorry, how did you get onto this from talking about Ignaz Semmelweis? I just remembered it from earlier today. Okay. To All right. So this is not even a tangent. This is just a complete no. non sequitur. All right. It's like a, it's a whole new, a whole new, a whole new circle. Yeah. Eight Marines. Not a single one got detected. So this AI machine is no. Oh, bueno, dude, right? I heard about this. Oh, dude. Oh my goodness, man. I, 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 you know what? You thought of me looking at the the thing in the supermarket, which I've already <laughs> forgotten what it was. Lemonade. I thought of you when I saw this, man. This was incredible. Two dude. somersaulted oh, 300 meters, never got detected. And Riley, two hid in a cardboard box. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. He's a prophet, man. He's a prophet. He actually is, dude. Like there's a bunch of stuff from Metal Gear Solid 2 that has just sort of come just true. Just like from like a philosophical perspective. Yeah, no, that, that's it. I like, playing with you and you were like, this is... Because <laughs> it came out in like... 1893 or something, but it predicted that it predicted about the rise of like fake fake news and uh, manipulated and manipulated social media and all that sort of stuff. It just predicts all that. And now Kojima's got got cardboard boxes right as well. The ultimate stealth tool. Yeah, I'm buying I'm buying stock in in Fox Dye, bro. Let's go. No, dude, buy stock in in Fox what, Alive in whatever like the whatever the the biggest cardboard manufacturing company is worldwide, dude. Cardboard boxes are about oh, to become yeah, the okay, hottest yeah. pieces of military tech. Anyway, I had, I had an experience that I've had a couple of times throughout my life, Dennis. This week, uh, or last weekend, I should say. Um, it's always funny when it happens because it's not for some. It's it's sort of experience that will have happened to plenty of people, most people, I would say. Mm-hmm. But for some people, they don't bat an eyelid at it. But for other people, it's something that really like that they would, for example, come on and talk talk about in a podcast because it's so notable when it happens to them. I'm I was at the zoo. Okay. I was at the zoo with some friends, and uh, it was fine. It was a fine experience. A bit weird. It was. It's Steve Irwin's old zoo, Australia Zoo, right? Oh yeah, I saw a, f- a post from his his son, like recreating a photo with the same crocodile or whatever. It's it's very strange. It's very strange. It's strange. I, like I wasn't a big fan of Steve Irwin, like before he died. It, 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 Steve Irwin fell into that. Or whatever. That's the thing. Right, everyone thinks that he was like this Aussie legend that everyone loved, and over here, no, like I think as, he was an Aussie legend to people in the UK and America, <laughs> and, and that is it, right? Like over here, as far as I mean, there are obviously Eddie's fans over here as well, but for me and the people that I hung out hung out with, usually it was just like oh, okay, sort of roll your eyes at him because the most frustrating thing is like whenever you meet someone, especially from America, they're always like, "Oh, shrimp on the Barbie, mate." Oh, good day, mate. Crikey! It's like, well, yeah, okay, good. You blame good and you blame Steve Irwin and Crocodile Dundee for that. Well, absolutely, because these are, this is Australian, quote-unquote, culture that was exported to a foreign market. Anyway, mm-hmm. obviously, Steve Irwin died back in 2006, I think. Very sad, obviously. Guy, yeah. Left behind a young family. And, and that's sad. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to diminish that because that's obviously sad. Yeah, something's huge, cool. Huge amount of family drama, 
splitting up between the grandparents and the kids and the wife and all that sort of stuff. It's just, it, yeah, a whole big mess. But you go to Australia Zoo and it's it's weird, man. It's really weird. They are squeezing every last penny out of that man's memory oh, and it's it's no. it's really not nice. Like you can tell the whole thing is this highly polished, squeaky clean media operation, right? With the with the with the wife Terry and and the kids Bindi and, and Robert. Oh, it's on Steve Irwin Way. It's the name of the road. <laughs> yeah, and it's just the whole the whole zoo is set up as this sort of monument to Steve Irwin, and like yeah. he was a great conservationist. Home of the crocodile hunter. Big photo of him in the logo. There's yeah, a st- yeah. like the first thing you see when you walk through the door is a statue of him, like a bronze statue of him, right? That's a and there's photos of him everywhere and the whole park is about him and his memory and his legacy. And look, yeah, he was a great conservationist and he was, he was, I guess, for whether we liked or not, an Australian icon for many overseas. But like, it, I don't know what he'd think of it when, if he were around today. I really don't. I mean, I don't know the man. Maybe he would be, be out there getting, you know, saying, yep, get those dollars. Absolutely. I don't know. But it did feel like mm-hmm. a bit of a money. It was $60 to get in. How much is $60? $60. If, if That's I... That's pricey. If I went to well, zoo, right, in 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 the Patreon only pre-show, Patreon across the haven't listened to this. We debated things. I want to see what the Dublin Zoo entry price is for. Well, I mean, it's very expensive. Yeah, we were we were comparing the price of um, things in Australia compared to Ireland, and Australia was a clear winner. But I'm I'm not putting my horses on Australia yeah, Zoo being 22, 22, $22.50. I see. That's the what that I bet that's gonna be like thirty five bucks, right? And that's a reasonable Nin- amount of money to pay to go online, to a zoo. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. It was fun. It was a fun experience. The zoo's fine. Really weird. They did this like animal show in the middle of the day, right? Where you went through and they like birds flew around. The crocodile came out. It was fine. It was. It was. It was nowhere near as good as Hartley's Crocodile Adventure World. I'll tell you that. Anyway, <laughs> um, at the end of the show, Dennis, they were like, anyway, of course, you know, our mate Steve Irwin, rest in peace. And it's like, well, you say come to that every day, and he died like twenty years ago, but we're still okay. We're still going with this. Then they played. It's so weird. I wonder if it's on YouTube. They played a video of clips of Steve Irwin from like interviews and his TV shows and all that sort of stuff that had been auto-tuned into a song. Oh, no. Like, you know, Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife style from 2006 or whatever. It was weird, man. It it was not. It was very strange. I'm on australiazoo.com.au right here. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've gone to events, okay? Yeah. And the upcoming events are summer ho- summer holiday fun. Yeah. Right? Fair enough. It's like a got squash watery park I mean, thing. Got, got to have fun in your summer holidays, Dennis. What are they? What, uh, what are they for? Valentine's Day, fair enough. Maybe they have some different offers or whatever. Yeah, okay. And then Grace's second birthday. Oh, everyone's invited. <laughs> so, no, no. But Grace is Bindi Irwin's yeah. daughter. This is like the Australian, you have a royal family. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, can I tell you, that's actually what I was going to compare it to. Because when we got home from the zoo, like Megan was looking up the family drama and she was like, oh, but why did the grandfather stop talking to the daughter-in-law? Mm. Like what, did, what happened? And, and I was like, this is honestly like a royal family. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And- yeah. Another event. Robert's 20th birthday. Come yes. join us. Stop and it. See, see th- th- that's, that's what I mean. It's, it's, it's really. Do they own the zoo? Yes, they own the zoo. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. it was founded by Steve's dad, and then he was muscled out. Like, look, I don't, I don't really want to get into the Irwin family drama. But the <laughs> this whole, was not, this was, this was not what you expected. The this whole to go. thing we with haven't Australia's even gotten to the thing you want to talk about. It just, it feels weird. It feels really, really, really weird. It's just like it's not, doesn't really feel like it's about the animals. It feels like it's much more about this family and almost like a cult of personality around Steve, right? So I don't. Yeah, anyway. that seems to be the case for sure. It was, now, have you got have you got your ticket for Robert's birthday yet? No, I'm gonna have to. Oh, geez, I better get on that and pick that up because I know. Well, there's Steve sell. Irwin Day as well, November fifteenth, but those sell out usually. I think. Oh yeah, no, months months in advance. You got I mean, yeah, I want to see real quick before we get too far from this. How much is a ticket for the zoo on Steve Irwin Day? Sixty two dollars. Same price. Yeah. Okay. Same price. Yeah. Well, there's a hospital sneak peek though. Do you get to the, go to the hospital sneak peek? Yeah, we, there is. There's a, it's like an animal hospital over the road, and it's just got like a little public viewing area. You can go in and see what's going on. It's like fine. It's yeah, it, whatever. Anyway, I was at the zoo. We're walking around, having a great time. One thing I did enjoy we were with, with some Americans, and we went into the. So in every, well, not every, but most Australian zoos, there's a big open area where kangaroos just free roam, right? And kangaroos are very friendly. They're very chilled out. You can just go up and give one a scratch and a pat and a, uh, you know, and a, and, and a bit of a cuddle. And it just, broadly speaking, they won't mind. And there's usually an area that's sort of fenced off that you're not allowed to go into in case the kangaroos want to chill out. But you can like buy a bag of roo feed, go up and feed them. And it's so funny watching foreigners go through the same set of responses. I've seen this hundreds of times. The same set of responses when they see a kangaroo. The Australian For, chicken filler roll. Let's go. First of all, excitement. Oh, my goodness. There's a kangaroo. I can't believe this. I'm in Australia seeing a kangaroo. Like for Australians, we see kangaroos reasonably often. If you go to a big park or a, like a large un, undeveloped area at, at dusk, often there'll be kangaroos there, right? But they're still cool. I, I, I think these animals are great. I love them. Um, the second one is apprehension because it's like this is a wild animal it's and I'm just standing. a big standing. animal, yeah. They're, they're big. Like a red kangaroo is as tall as a, a fully grown adult male, like or, or bigger even, right? They, they it's like be, a, it's, I'll, I'll put it in the horse class of animal for the most part, it, right? it, a small, A small horse, a pony maybe, yeah, sure. Yeah, right? they're, pony, they're, big, yeah. they're, they're big animals, right? Bigger so than first, a dog, yeah. So you go from excitement to apprehension to being like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a wild animal. I don't know how dangerous this is and I'm here without any fence or anything protecting, like between me and it, right? And then confusion as I unhesitatingly head straight towards one, give it a scratch. They love a scratch on the upper chest, right? Pat, uh, scratch mm-hmm. behind the ears, give them some feed, like, touch their, like, the, you know, the, the fur's beautiful, soft, all that sort of stuff. And and the, the kangaroos, they're so chilled out most of the time, right? Like, they lie down on their sides. You can, like, spoon them sometimes. They just, they just, they're so relaxed, right? Docile, yeah. So you, you have excitement, apprehension, confusion, and then guarded curiosity as they begin to approach mm. and like touch it you know, you know the same way that like a four-year-old pats a goat at a, at a petting zoo yeah. like that yeah. like they sort of touch it oh then pull their hand away it's like oh it's like, i mean like, kangaroos can mess you up they really they can obviously like they can yeah if a kangaroo decides to hurt you it'll it'll kick you hard enough to break a lot of your bones i think although and the, yeah they've got big claws on their on their feet they'll rip your guts out that's don't like, they it, like bounce back off their tails and punch and kick too and they kick they kick you with their back legs yeah, it's 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 yeah. ferocious they can they can be ferocious but at the zoos, they're going to be chilled out. They're going to be friendly. They're going to just be one of that roofie that you bought for three dollars at the uh, at the uh, at the gift store. So you're going to have a great time with kangaroos. You got nothing to worry about. Have I ever told you, as a brief aside, you mentioned roofie about the time that I tried to feed deer in Nara Park in Japan? I think you have, but I've forgotten. Go. On, what happened? So me, Nikki, uh, James, and Laura were in Japan for yeah. an event back in the days of Channel Four Bowl, a company that Ryan and I both used to work for, and we still kind of do in some aspects. Well, in the some aspects, apart from like it doesn't exist, <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Well, yeah. But sure, yeah. we work for the, we do some stuff for the subset of our whole brand the of spiritual successor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
there was this there's this park that just has I don't know what to tell you, man. Too many deer. Like too multiple many. I would say it's not a very big park, and I would say it has north of a hundred deer in it. Too many like deer on the dance driving, floor. Yeah, you're walking up to it or driving up to it or whatever, and you're like, I wonder where the deer are. And then they're just all there, mm-hmm. sitting down, hanging out, yada yada. And then there is the woman, the woman that sells the deer cookies. And the, these little like um almost like a stroopwaffle type size thing. You and they're making them out of deer? I know, right? You told me a deer made these cookies? A shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> um, these little cookies, you buy like five of them for like, I don't know how many yen it was, I can't remember. Yeah. But then you feed them to the deer, right? Yeah. And yeah. there's all these signs that are like, hey, when you're out of cookies, don't mess around, mm. all right? Hands up in the air like you're, like, like you're being held at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. And you show that deer you have no cookies left. So James, trying to get a photo, as you do, right? Hmm. he's like baiting them a little bit teasing them a little bit trying to get them to pose and be cute and stuff like that and you hmm. can some of the deer will learn you can get the deer to bow and if you bow back and give them a cookie there's a little cute little exchange it's very nice that's cool but if but if the deer get impatient yeah oh how quickly the, t- the atmosphere will change the temperature will change yeah. they'll shove you they'll bite you and when it, when the deer herd gets wind that you got cookies and you, that you're holding and you're holding out <laughs> <laughs> bro they outnumber you like actually like 50 to one but yeah, in yeah. your immediate vicinity it's not like a kung fu movie they do not take turns coming at you they're all coming at once and they were like hoarding around james mm. like nudging at him nipping at him they'll bite your leg and stuff they'll 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 they'll, they'll, they'll go up on their hind legs and push you a little and we realized while james was like trying to screw around like trying to get the cookies away and get a photo they were herding him into traffic oh dude was like, he, was about to come one, like, he was about to come one with a deer I was like, they're going to get James hit by a car so they can eat his cookies. And the real thing for me is, there's a woman there that you buy these these deer cookies from mm. who has a cart full of them. So how, what? how are they not going after her? I don't know. Well, what she got a taser? She, what, 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 I was going to say, what legends do the deer tell of her? We, yeah. do not, we do not go near the deer cookie woman. Yeah, yeah. you must wait she's until wearing, she hands the cookies out to her disciples before you attack. Yeah, she's wearing a deer pelt. Like, yeah, I don't know what she did to the turn. Well, ma'am, look, she just wild. had a sit-down discussion. She's like, listen, you come after me, I'll just go, I'll leave. I will pick up my I'll cookies leave, and, yeah. I'll go, and I'll never come back. If you want the cookies, you have to take them from other people. Otherwise, the cookies are coming off the table. And the deer's like, all right, we accept your terms. You know? Over the pandemic, when everything was shut down and this town had much, much fewer tourists, as yeah. you might imagine, the deer got impatient. And they would wander into town and like wander into the supermarket and be like, any deer cookies in here? <laughs> Which you, is you, you, just you guys, so you guys funny to me. You guys hold them? <laughs> what's, go, what's going on in here? <laughs> so it looks like, it sounds like kangaroos are not as uh, aggressive. No. Which looking at the two animals, you would expect you would expect a, a deer to be less gra- aggressive than a kangaroo in a vacuum. I think. No, the only time I've ever seen a kangaroo be aggressive for food was like with another kangaroo. Like you're feeding yeah, they one, fight each other, and then right? and then yeah. one comes and just muscles it out of the way. It's like this is my food now. I'm the captain now. Mm-hmm. But Dennis, I wanted. To, I, we, I can't. We, I still haven't told you the story. I want to tell you. The thing what happened to me was we were at the zoo, mm-hmm. right? We're just walking around, and and someone called my name. And I was like, oh, I wonder if love there's it, like someone it. who knows me or like someone, I wonder if there's like a, a, someone I recognize. And so I turn around and it's just this guy I've never seen him before. And he's not looking at me. He's looking in like a different direction. And he calls my name again. I'm like, he's talking to me? And then this little kid, like four years old, runs toward him in the stars. And, he goes, and then clearly, oh, right. Ah, yes, of course. There are other Rileys in the world. And I have a very unusual name, right? But it is, it's becoming mm. increasingly common 
and I'm learning this when I go to schools, right? About, I would say, I don't know, 20% of the time when I'm when I'm teaching a class, there's a Riley. Or there's someone that they they know there's a Riley in another class or something like that. Like it's 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 becoming more of a common name. And maybe I'm talking to exactly the wrong person, an Irish man, because Riley is obviously a lot more common in Ireland, but around the rest of the world, Riley Riley's Riley not a common not name. Com- Riley's very uncommon as a first name here. It's That's a very true. common last name. My wife's name is Riley, for example. Yes, yeah. Which um, I, I was really hoping that you'd take her name and then name your firstborn after me. But, you know. Riley, Riley. No, that missed, missed that boat. Um, but I was going to ask Dennis you. Is also, Dennis is also pretty uncommon. This does not happen to me very often. But you're right. I see what you're saying. If your name is John or Jack. Yeah. If someone calls that Elizabeth, right, you're not being like, yeah. surely they mean me. So, so also there's two spellings for Dennis, right? Well, so so a couple things. When when someone when you hear someone called Dennis, right? Are you immediately thinking that it's it's like are you are you snapping your head around to see, right? Or are you being like, oh no, they're probably talking to someone else. I'll look. I, yeah, I would look. I would yeah. look for sure. Yeah, and I, 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 are you doing? Are you doing that if your name is Hannah? Are you doing that if your name is John, I don't know, Steve? Jack ask Steve. Ask Steve. Right. I need you to ask Steve. I'll ask Steve. See if he's awake right now. Right. Um. Because it's something that, like, again, any place where there are kids around, I'm having to get used to the idea that I'm not, this sounds so, so solipsistic. But, like, it, 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 I'm having to get used to the idea that there's a very good chance that when someone calls up my name, they're not referring to me. You know, the. Oh, could uh, you uh, imagine? To Riley Prime. This happened to me once back when I used to make YouTube videos. And for. For people who are joining this podcast later and don't remember Riley and Magic, uh, Riley and I from the Magic the Gathering days, Riley is substantially more famous than I am, and it would be I would say Riley outside of a Magic it would be rare, pretty rare for you to ever get recognized, right? It's happened once, yeah, at a zoo. Interesting. Right. I was in, and like, and like I said, I was less famous. This is before I went to Sean Farball as well. Mm. <clears throat> I was at the Cliffs of Moher here in in Ireland. Completely outside the country where I live. Yeah, complete like about as far away as Dennis could get from where he lives now, which is to say, if you drive, yeah, you drive like you drive west and you get to Clisamo, and it it is like literally his next stop, like Boston or New York. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah, and it's uh, two and a half um, hours away. Yes, from where I. (laughs) It's true. Yes, Um, I was in the visitor center, and this guy comes up to me and he goes, and this was quite early into my Nikki's relationship, actually. Mm. We'll be dating like a couple of months, I think. Guy comes up to me and goes, Hey, are you Dennis? And I was like, Yeah. So that's mm. that's different than Dennis. Oh, does that mean, Hey, are you Dennis? Is like, yes. Oh, it's almost accusatory. Like, oh, yeah. If this guy came up to me, like, Riley, are you Riley? I wouldn't be like, No, you've, you're not. You're clearly not talking. You're looking for your young son, not this 33 year old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I was like, Yeah. And he said, like, oh, I recognize you from your YouTube videos. And Nikki looked at me and was like, oh, Yeah, dude. right. How much did you pay this yeah, guy? Are you yeah, joking? Yeah, of course. Because he, vi- he was visiting from like Sweden or whatever. And he had happened to run into me on the, not even in the, the city I live in. And he was like, he was, I live in a simulation. There's no way. Yeah. And and this is when you're off there with Nikki, a few months into your relationships. How much did you pay him to try to impress Nikki? It was a cool 50, but an Australian is probably worth a lot more, I'd say. Um, sounds like you got your money worth, seeing as you're now mm. married to that woman. So thank you. Best of us, best of us, <laughs> Thanks, Bjorn, for the, uh, for the, uh, for the assistance. Shout out. But so your name is also spelt a little differently because you have only one I n know, rather I'm, than two. I'm rocking the one n, yeah. Yeah, just the one one n only for you, which I imagine also given the so it's d e n i s. Given the similarity, but similarities between a capital D and a capital P, I can imagine that was all sorts of fun for you at primary school. 
Yeah, that's a it's it's not you don't need to change much. Let me tell you, no. to turn any piece of homework into the word penis into just a a, a fun filled laugh for all the family. Yeah, yeah. Rock. You say primary school? Well, uh, I'd say that's college even. It's not something <laughs> that I've taken advantage of very much. Um, well, we don't spend a lot of time together IRL, which no, really I don't see. I don't get the chance to modify you writing your name down all that much as you would in school, where your name is written on more or less everything. Yeah. And similarly, my signature is also just Stranyak. It doesn't have a Dennis in it. Oh, you don't even put the D in? No, just just the word Stranyak. Just the word Stranyak. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know why that is? Grifting from a young age. Go on. So I we just have like a homework journal in school, which I don't. Know, your primary school I don't know if they still have those. Mm. Um, where you like you put in the homework you have each day and you cross it off and you'd have to get your parents to sign at the end of the week because like, hey, you did your homework. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just forged my father's signature, who also just wrote Stranyak. Yeah. Um and he didn't mind. He was like I, he was like, I trust you, I don't have to check it. Easy. You probably you write whatever you want in there. Uh, yeah. so I don't want to take the, I don't want to take the five or ten seconds it'll take to, to to put a signature here. You do it, son. Yeah, he didn't mind. He didn't mind at all. Yeah, I mean, your dad loves a grift. Your dad loves a con. So I'm oh, pretty yeah. sure. I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have been on board with it. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Have a Listen to This, your uh, weekly dose of bite-sized nonsense with uh, Riley Knight and Dennis Straniak. If you like the show, please tell your friends about it. If you didn't like it, I guess tell them anyway, but um, hopefully they download it and they like it. Or if they don't, those downloads show up just the same, to be honest. If you really like the show, you head to patreon.com slash have a listen to this and support the show. Get the show a little bit early as well as some other exclusive perks and, you know, help us keep the lights and the mics on over here.